Hello, I'm Dr. Jesse L. Grice, founder and uh, senior pastor of Truvine Baptist Church. It's my heart as we welcome you. I welcome you, and I praise God uh, that you will get something from it and bless your life. And in Jesus' name, we love you. Amen. Thank you, praise team. What a blessing it is. Thank God for all of you this morning. As we come now for the word of God, I pray that you will stand to your feet. Turn in your Bibles or your electronic devices to John chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. The Gospel of John, chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. If you add John, chapter 3, verse 1, would you say amen? Amen. Amen. While others may be turning, and as you are turning, hold what you got. Let's go before the Lord. Our Father and our God, Thank you again for all that you are, all that you do, and all that you're doing. Father, we pray that I will bless now this thy word. Touch now your servant. Think with my mind. Speak through my mouth to these thy people, whatever it is that you want to say to them. Bless now, O God, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. John chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. Before we start to read that, I want to let you know that this is a series on doubt. This is a series of preaching on doubt. Some of you had doubt about coming to church this morning. Some of y'all had doubt about coming to this church this morning. Some of you had doubt, if we continue to have doubt about Omicron and all of that stuff, I don't. I just trust in the Lord. I got to do what I got to do. I don't have any doubt. I know that God will keep me. And so people have doubt about a lot of things. It's not so much bad to have doubt. We have doubt, yes. But we want to turn it into faith and trust the Lord. This is a familiar passage with many. We shared it with it before, but it's a little different today. Talking about doubt. John says, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to him, how can these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, are you the teacher of Israel and do not know these things? May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his word. You may take your seats. For our topic this morning, 
standing at the crossroads to life. Standing at the crossroads to life. If I were to be infused with a lot of knowledge about people who don't know God, many of them are afflicted with so much doubt that they are confused in their mind. You got false preachers, false teachers on television and in our community will tell you everything else but be born again. They'll tell you everything else, just be a good person. The Bible declares that no one is good but God. So that leaves us all out. Doesn't mean there are some good things about us. That's not what the the question is. People say that you're, you're a good person. Well, that may work in some circumstance, but when we come to God's word, when we come to, to, to do what God says, many of us are handicapped. We are hamstrung by doubt. Many of us, as members of the church, members of whether you saved or unsaved, yes, there are some folk in the church that are not saved. They look good, got nice clothes. Talk good, but not saved. Why? Doubt. I, I, I don't believe I should do this. I, I don't, it's kind of like the, the, the vaccine today. I was sharing with our brothers early on that I began to pray when COVID first hit and we, I was online. Now that Reverend Keeler is blessing me, he's online. And we began to pray and I prayed about vaccines. People suffering, I, I suppose people were crying out, we need some vaccines. We got three vaccines and a booster. And folks still won't get the shot. Doubt. I'm like the president and others said, follow the science. Y'all take Tylenol. I know you got the flu shot. Shingles. But get the COVID shot. That infected people. I know many won't agree with me, but that's okay. I want to let you know that doubt messes us up. Doubt will keep you out of heaven. Doubt will keep you where you are and you can't get, you can't get going. Don't let it do that to you. Many of you are standing right now at the crossroads uh, uh, to eternal life because doubt. I don't know if there's really God. They said he is. Ain't no they said. He's in the word. Read it. As you travel your road in this life, you will eventually come to a crossroad. You have a decision to make. Some of you that are online this morning and some of you right here with us, you have a decision to make. So you ask yourself, which direction should I take? People say, be a good person. People say, well, just go to church. Going to church won't necessarily save you no more than being in a garage where you become a car. So you ask yourself, what direction should I take? Which way should I go? Left or right? As uncertainty creeps in, you become confused. Doubt clouds your mind. Nicodemus, before meeting the Lord that fateful night, had been traveling his traditional and religious road. He he was satisfied with his travel plans until the words of Christ brought him to a crossroad in his life. You must be born again. His tradition never said that. 
His tradition was about things that you just do and not worship. His tradition was just laid out. God laid them out, yes, for a reason. But now here comes the Lord of glory comes and says, you must be born again. As Nicodemus stood at the crossroads to eternal life, he was challenged by the Lord. Today, you are challenged. If you don't know the Lord today as your Savior, if you don't lie and don't know Jesus as your Savior, you stand at your crossroads. You also have been hamstrung by a doubt and uncertainty. I don't know if it's real. I don't see God in my life. You don't see him because you can't. But when you call him, you will. When you're burdened down, you got Christ in your life and things are happening to you, you begin to, to take what the scripture says, pray, and you begin to call on that name that's above all names, and you begin to figure out, oh, God is awesome. He delivered me from whatever it was, and you begin to tell your friends, no more doubt, y'all. He's real. Jesus is real to me. He's not real to everybody, but he can be if you don't have doubt. Many of you who are online with us and those of you who are here in person are standing at your crossroads to spiritual life. Your religious tradition or lack thereof has you confused and unable to move because of doubts. You can't make up your mind which road to take, left or right. So let's look at the scripture itself. There was a man uh, of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Jesus' inquiry is a, a noted person of, of the Jewish community at that time. He, he was a rabbi. You would think a rabbi would have it together, but they didn't have it together. When Jesus came on the scene, they were all against him. Doubt? Nicodemus was a member of the Jewish ruling council, the same council that investigated John the Baptist because John had declared that Jesus was the long-awaited Messiah. Doubt? Who is he? Jesus asked his disciples, whom do men say that I am? Being Jewish, they knew when he said, I am, it was really serious. I am God. I am Jehovah. I am God Almighty. I am him who has been promised to come by the prophets. Doubt? This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with them. You're talking to God. I understand what he's talking about. No one can do these miracles, these signs, these things, unless God Almighty is with them. Well, I am that I am. From his observations and reports by some, Jesus was a teacher who performed miracles and was sent from God. Although Nicodemus was a man of some religious faith, he was also a man who, because of his conversation with the Lord Jesus, had doubt about his eternal lives. We got doubt about our eternal life. But I want you to know that those of you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, hang on in there. Those of you that believe that God raised him from the dead, hang on in there. Those of you believe that one day he's going to come riding on the clouds with a sash on his round his body and says, Lord of Lord, King of Kings, he's coming. Believe that he's coming. Jesus answered and said to Nicodemus, most assuredly I say to you, unless... 
unless one is born again. He cannot see, let alone come in. You cannot see the kingdom of God. You cannot experience that. Many people want to come and live their life like crazy all the rest of their lives. And then at the 11th hour, 57th minute, they want to get, get, get holy. Well, if you know Jesus, that's good. But some of them, they'll come and just, I'll be in the church and, and, and I'll just be this and that. But listen, it's not going to help you. Personally, I, I'm glad I didn't wait to the 11th hour and 59th minute. I don't know what would have happened. Probably I wouldn't be standing up here today. But one day God pursued me and I've answered his love and I came to him and said, Lord, I trust you. I believe that God sent you. I believe that you, you died on that cross. I believe that they buried you in a borrowed tomb. I believe that on the third day you rose from the dead. I believe that you said all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. I believe that you are God all by yourself. Come in and save me. Church, I had a lot of doubts. I was all messed up. Just like some of y'all, all messed up with doubt. But I trusted him. I continue to trust him. When things go bad, I keep on trusting him. The enemy of God and God's people is the purveyor of doubt. We're going to talk about it in a moment. His doubt will keep some of you out of heaven. His doubt will keep the blessings of God from you because you just can't believe. Doubt. There's no getting around Jesus' message of you must be born again. That, dear friend, is the gospel, the good news of salvation to those who are standing at the crossroad to eternal life. I'm amazed that people come to the crossroads and they take the wrong road. I'm amazed that when we come, we haven't heard enough, perhaps, of the gospel, but God allows us all to hear it one time. He doesn't have to have you let, let you hear the gospel more than one time. It's on the radio, it's on the TV, it's in person, it's online, Facebook, Snapchat, everything, it's everywhere. But people still got doubt. I don't know about all that. I don't know if he, he's all that and this, that, and the other thing. Well, you can believe what you want to, but I know one thing for sure. One day I doubt it, and I promised myself I'm not going to get saved. But God had a different way of looking at it. He said, all right, Justin, let's go ahead and have a contest. Let me tell you, friends, I lost, but I won. God came into my life. Oh, that was just the beginning. God delivered me from all kind of stuff. Next thing I know, God is calling me to, to preach. I'm going, what? Oh, you didn't stop this. I want you to go ahead and, and pastor too while you're at it. Whoa, no, no, Jesus. That, that must be somebody else. I'm not ready. I'm not. You know how. That's doubt. Some of you are called right now to serve God, and you doubt him. No, Jesus. That's my neighbor. Your neighbor ain't sitting here. No, Jesus. Uh, you, you sound like Moses. Y'all know about Moses, Moses right? God called him long, long time ago. And I want you to go and deliver my people, Israel. They're hanging out over there in Egypt with the pharaohs. Well, you know, here is Moses. You know, I, I can't talk. Liar, liar, pass on fire. You were trained by the Egyptians to be the prince. God saved you because he knows what you can do. So God said, all right, I got you, I got you, Mo, I got you. Or I'm going to call your brother Aaron, and he can talk for you. How's that? He had all kinds of excuses. Doubt. 
When we're laden with doubt, we can't do what God wants us to do. When we're laden with doubt, when you come to the house of the Lord, we won't do what God wants us to do. And people are suffering when God said, I want you to go and tell somebody. Be like my favorite group, the Williams brothers. I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who's able to save anybody. We won't go. We got doubt. Doubt is just taking away our lives. We, 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 we come as if God ain't God. We come as if we don't have any power. But we, we don't have our own in, in, in internal power, but we got the power of the living God living in us who are saved that we can do whatever God says he wants us to do. We can walk and say, listen, God says this, or God says that, but we don't want to do it. Why? Doubt. But you forget that those people are standing at the crossroads of their eternal life too. And because we won't witness, because we won't tell nobody, they may not make it. They may not come. How many of you didn't tell your family about church today? Well, I don't want them to be mad at you. They're already mad at you. Well, they're going to talk about me. They talk about you already. They said they're in church right now. Talk about us. When are we going to say no more? There's no getting around the message. You must be born again. That is the good news. Nicodemus in verse 4 said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Nick is using all of his resources to try to uh, have a conversation with God, but he's losing. And, and can he enter a second time into his mother's womb? You know, it seems preposterous. Doubt. Jesus answered him, most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. My friend, this verse means that, that a person must experience a spiritual rebirth. You, you can't get a spiritual rebirth by going back into your mother's womb. That's, that, he, that's, still, that's still fleshly. But Jesus is talking about a spiritual rebirth. He's talking about we were born here in, in this flesh. But if you want to get to see Jesus, you've got to be born again. To be born again, you've got to trust Christ as Lord and Savior. We're talking about a spiritual rebirth, that the spirit of the living God comes into our lives when we accept Christ. And now he's the one that blesses us. He's the one that convicts us and convinces us. He's the one that gives us power, gives us insight. God, by the spirit, is already here in us, but many of us still have doubt. We say what we can't do. I'm not just talking to you, I'm talking to me too. I said I can't do now look at me. I would do it. Why? Because he loved me. There's one thing I want you to know, and we're going to talk about it later, is that God loves us. I'm not talking about just us Christians. God loves the world in John 3, 16. He so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that he became our atoning sacrifice, that we can have an opportunity by our own will to come to know God by the will of Jesus and receive him as Lord and Savior of our lives and be saved. People got doubt today because folks are talking down the gospel. It ain't all about that. Yes, it is. It's more than what we can even say. I remember when I was 
have these doubts, and I would listen to other folk. You know, when you get saved, you're going to you, lose all your friends. I ain't got no friends anyway, so it don't matter. And those who, are, who say they're my friends, they're just perpetrating. But I know one thing according to an old song. Uh, I got Jesus. I got a friend who stick with me always. I got a friend with him right, with him wrong. I got a friend. Uh, can't nobody, as the brother prayed this morning, do me like Jesus. Once Christ comes into your life, I began to hear that song. What a friend we have in Jesus. All of my griefs and burdens to bear. My Jesus, my friend. Who's, uh, stick with me. Be with me. Talk to me, count to me, love me. I got a friend. Some of our friends ain't friends. You can take that R off friend, FR, to kick the R out. Now you got fiends. Them the one that they, as long as you got a dollar or two, you hanging with them. But as long as you get broke, busted, and disgusted, they don't care for you no more. Oh, come on and talk to me. Do not marvel, Jesus said. I, I said to you, you must be born again. Nicodemus was obviously puzzled by Jesus' statement that one must be born again. He'd never heard it before. Why? Because the Savior had not come while he was there. But he came while he was still doing what he was doing. He came to bring her. He didn't come to take away the law or deny the law. He came to fulfill the law. But he came to give love and he came to give opportunity. And he came and he said, this is what you got to do, Nick. Come on now. He was still doubtful. He didn't understand, but Jesus' words challenged his religious tradition. I'm challenging you, your religious tradition, by the word of God. If it don't conclude that God is God and we are the sinner, then you need to get you another God. And I got one just for you. His name is Jesus. He's the Lord of glory. He's the King of kings. He's the mighty God. And he'll do it right now. Some people preach, well, you don't, don't say all this. You're going to make folk mad. They're already mad. Folk are mad today because of the virus. The virus is just racking through us. But I got faith in God. I got faith in God that somehow, some way, I know he's going to take me through it. I got him in my heart and in my mind. I know he'll fix it for me. But I got to do my part. I got to wear my mask and I got to do my social distance and wash my hands and watch out for big crowds. But I love this crowd. I'm up here, y'all out there. Bless you. I'm not trying not to be with you. I, I want to be with you. I want to hug on you and kiss on you, but I don't want you to give me COVID and I don't want to give you COVID. So we're just going to have to elbow bump, high five, and all that kind of stuff. Doubt shows up again. Left or right. Nicodemus had become bound with his religious tradition like many of Americans right now. No, I'm not getting to what's this and what's that. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, all I'm talking about is Jesus. I'm not talking about denominationalism. Man, put that junk together. I'll just come to Jesus, just like I am, broken, busted, and disgusted. But he loved me so much that he said, come on, I'll bless you. 
Nicodemus had been bound and still was until Jesus freed him and with his religious tradition and he had lived with, that he had lived with and that he taught others to follow it. People are telling folk right now to do this, that, and the other thing, but they never said, follow Jesus. They never said, that, you know, you need to come to the Lord. People got their denominationalism all wrapped up in their head and that's what they worship. I'm here to tell you, I worship God. I worship the one that sits high and looks low. I looked, I worship the one who was killed on that cross out of Calvary. I worship the one that said, I got all power in my hand. I worship the one that saved me. I worship the one that paid my sin bill. The Bible said he is my atoning sacrifice. Without him, I could not be here. I could not be standing here. I'll be dead in my sins. I don't mean physical death, but dead spiritually in my sin. But I got Christ. No, I'm not perfect. I'm working on it. But Jesus is perfect. He said in his word, be ye perfect or be ye mature as I am perfect. Be ye holy as I am holy. Some of us are tired to a tradition to tell me you can't eat certain things. Now, I know my doctor tell me I can't eat certain things, but she don't live with me. I got my medication and I'm trying, to, I'm trying to be right. Amen. If I get if I get sick, well, doc, you got me on that one. Give me something to fix me up. I already prayed about it. People say you can't eat this and you can't eat that. What does the Bible say? The Bible says if you pray on it, that's God's blessing on it. It's all right to eat. Some of y'all don't like pork. <laughs> you bring it over to me, I'll help you out. You can't eat this and you can't eat that. You got to do, no, 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 no. I got freedom in the Lord Jesus. Not freedom to be crazy, that's on me. But freedom to live. If something seems to be wrong and I need to talk to the Lord, I call him up and tell him what I want. Lord, I need you. Is this right for me? Too, too many of us have doubts. Doubt shows up again. Left or right. Nicodemus had come bound in his Jewish religious tradition. He lived it, taught, it, taught other people to follow it. But Jesus insisted. He still insists. You must be born again. People like to come up with stuff and say, you know, Peter's going to be at the pearly gates. No, that ain't in the Bible. And you can say, well, how can I get in? No, that's not in the Bible. The Bible says when we die for the, for the Christian, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Those that don't know Jesus, to be absent in the body, they go go someplace else. Because they have not made their choice. Because they have not, as they were at the crossroad, they made the wrong choice. Dear friend, don't make the wrong choice. Make the right choice. The right choice is Christ the Lord. That's the right choice. Many you say, well, I'm doing pretty good today, but what about tomorrow? What about next week? People say, I got plenty of time to get right. No, you don't. We can go away from here this afternoon. I'm not saying that's going to happen to us, but it can. Many people have gone away 
died and pressed on. We all shall. The Bible says in the Hebrews that it is once appointed to man to die and then the judgment. But for God's people, there is no judgment for us. But when we stand at the, at the white throne, I mean, at the judgment of God, it is a, it, it, we're going to get our reward. I'm talking about the Christians. Now, if you're in the wrong line, left or right, you made the wrong choice. Verse 10, either be born again or miss heaven. Jesus answered and said to him, are you the teacher? He's talking to Nicodemus now. Are you the teacher of Israel and do not know these things? Think about that. If I or any of you are teacher of the gospel, are you living by it? And that's what he's telling Nicodemus. Are you a teacher of Israel? You, you got you this person in the community. You, you this pillar of the community, and, and you're supposed to know all about this, and yet you don't even know. Jesus reprimands Nicodemus for being a teacher of the Hebrew Scriptures and not knowing about spiritual birth. It's not about going to church. It's not about doing all the right things without Christ. It's about getting Christ in your life, and it's about living for the Lord. Tough? Yeah, it's tough for everybody, everyone. But let me tell you, God is my helper and my strength. You depend on the Lord. God will take you through. Sometimes it gets so heavy, you just don't know what to do. You look like a man or a woman with a big, a big old rock pack on your back, and just, you just kind of make it, kind of struggle. But I mean, they tell you that God who entered us by the Spirit of God will lift you up, and you begin to feel all right, and begin to know that God is already working it out. And you don't have to worry about it, though. Every time we're going to have some problem. We're going to have something. But I take my problem and give it to the Lord. Sometimes they don't want to go. They're kind of stubborn. I give them to the Lord. Sometimes you get so down, all you're going to say is, Jesus, help me. Someone may get sick and you just almost, you feel like you're about to die. You will say, Jesus, help me. What a prayer that is because our Savior is no further than a prayer way. Our Savior is right there. Our Savior is looking over us even right now. Our Savior said, come on, trust me. I'll work it out. Jesus reprimanded him. One of Satan's most effective tools against unbelievers and the people of God is doubt. He didn't just start this. He started it back in Genesis chapter 2 and chapter 3, in which God brings it out. To illustrate the point in Satan's interaction with Eve in the Garden of Eden, he used doubt, used doubt and caused Eve to lie. And both she and Adam, they were going to die, but they didn't really believe it. But God said, you're going to die when you read the scripture. But he didn't mean at that point physically, it was spiritually death, spiritual death. In Genesis 3, 1 through 5, listen, I just kind of broke it down a little bit. Satan mounts his doubt attack. In verse 1, he, says to, he said to the woman, Has God indeed said you shall not eat of the tree of the garden? Satan purposely left out the rest of the verse in chapter 2, verse 17. But the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, shall not, you shall not eat of it. For in that day that you eat it, you shall surely die. He didn't bother to tell him that. Satan twists God's word and, and while casting doubt and confusion. In verse 2, he says, and the woman said to the serpent, Satan, this always gets me. Why 
Why in the world are you talking to a snake? Ain't nobody else around but a snake. I don't know, it just came to mind. So, listen, the woman said to the servant, now here she goes, hanging on with the doubt that Satan's already gave her. We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden. No. God said, do not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's what he said. Verse 3, and God said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it. No, that ain't what God said. At least you die. It, he never said don't touch it. Of course, if you touch the tree to get the fruit, yeah, you'll touch it. But that's what she made up in her mind to say to the snake. When Eve said do not touch it, she added to the word of God. In addition, God never said do not touch the tree or fruit. Not only that, it is a sin to add to or subtract from the word of God. That only went with Eve, it also goes for us. Many times, people today add to or subtract from God's word. And they give you the part that you like. They've been hanging out with that snake. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. Now listen. Since God already said, if you do this, you're going to die. How smart do you have to be to know that he's lying? The snake is, not God. Satan lies about twisting the word of God. What God said was the moment you eat of this fruit, you shall surely die. That's what he said. In verse 5, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened. This is what he wanted them to do. He was trying to tell Eve, not so much Adam, that God don't want you to be like him. He was trying to tell him that if you eat this fruit, you're going to know everything. Well, if you keep reading down when you get in your own Bible at home, you're going to find out that they messed up and they got fig leaves covering them. But before that, they were naked. The first loot is kept. They didn't have no inhibition about it. But now you got some knowledge, you think, and now you're going to cover with some fig leaves? You see, when we have doubt and we trust the wrong one, either the devil or somebody else, we're going to be in serious trouble. Many people are in trouble today, whether you're in church or out, because we listen to other people. You listen to God. You get into the word of God. You read it and study it for yourself. You ask questions of the text and say, God, what does that mean? Do not let other people tell you what it says. That's why I asked you, did you bring your Bible? One of these days, I'm going to have a Bible-bringing service. And I don't want you to bring your, your iPad or your iPhone or your Google phone. Whatever. I want you to have a real Bible. I want you to have a word. you got to turn the pages. And I'm going to go, I'm going to have my security, and we're going to walk through the church, and I'm going to check all your Bibles, make sure you got the right word. And there will be no doubt. Dear friends, to get ready to close, for those of you who have trusted Christ as Lord and Savior, stay on the road of eternal life with the Lord. Yes, it's going to get difficult at times. It's already tough. 
We shared this morning that we were in the office that just in sharing, Dr. Blocker was sharing with me that I think it was or one of the other brothers was that this, 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 this COVID, this scourge, now schools are closed and parents with small kids, they're catching it because they are the ones that got to stay home. But you see, my friends, you, sometimes we think that the problem is too big for God. Do you not remember? The scripture says, ain't nothing too hard for the Lord. Why don't you try me see? Malachi is the only place in scripture that we can try God or test God. It's the only place. And he was talking about giving. It says, try me and see that I won't pull you out of blessing. Try me and see. You got to do your part. You got to be obedient. But you try God. In other words, call on him and see how God will work it out. You got your children, your little ones, your loved ones, and you, you don't want them to see them sick. And you got to stay home from your job. Your coins are going to be short. Come on, talk to me. Well, call on the Lord. Ask God how to fix it. Are we afraid to call him? The Bible declares in Philippians that he will meet all of our needs according to his riches and glory. We got to call on him. The proverbial writer says in part, trust in the Lord, believer. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he'll bring it to pass. So trust in him without doubting. When we doubt, don't expect anything from God. Ask for forgiveness and go forward in the name of Jesus. For those of you who stands at the crossroads of eternal life, decide right now, right now, to take the road toward salvation in Christ. Take it. Satan and this, and this world system will have you to believe that God does not love you. Satan will have you believe that God is an absentee landlord. That God does not care about you. The Lord God Almighty did so much to care for all of us. We just turned a blind eye and been afflicted with doubt because of what folks say. Do not listen to that. But hear this from 1 John chapter 4, verse 10. In this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sin. Sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins, which means he had to die on that cross. It was already in God's plan so that he could shed his precious blood to cover our sin. Now, know this from John chapter 3, verse 16 through 19. For God so loved the world. And if you don't believe it, put your name there where it says world. He so loved it that he gave his only, God gave his only son, Jesus. That whoever believes in him, my friend, that's not a head belief. That's a heart belief. Whoever believes in him should not perish, should not see destruction, should not go to a crisis eternity, but have everlasting life.
you don't sound convinced. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world or to judge the world, but that he, the world through him might be saved. And he who believes in him is not condemned or is not judged. But he who does not believe in him is judged already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation or the judgment that the light has come into the world. Don't you, don't you remember? Jesus said, I am the light of the world. We don't have to walk in darkness anymore. Walk in the light. But that the light has come into the world and men, all of us, love darkness more than light. We love evil, sinfulness more than righteousness because our deeds, our works were evil. Again, to you who do not know the Lord, do not know the Lord Jesus as Savior, doubt, doubt no longer. Come just as you are. What I mean by that, some people say, well, I'm a, as soon as I get myself right, I'm coming to the Lord. The problem is you can't get yourself right. Come with all your sin, just come on. But when, I, when I stop doing this and when I stop listening, I didn't stop anything. The only thing I did was stop going to where I was going, and I went to church. And then God showed up in my heart and in my life. That's when I stopped. Then I began to do what he wanted me to do. Come, just as you are, based on God's word. Come without doubt. Come without hesitation that you be, can be forgiven of your sins and be born again today. And as you stand at the crossroads to eternal life, come to Jesus. May the Lord bless you. Thank you so much for your attendance and your support of the podcast. We do hope to see you again or hear you again or even talk to me again. And we love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you.